everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney Classics podcast. And this is the show where we like to talk about the Disney canon. And uh, we love having guests on to share their rankings. And that's what we have today. It's very fun. And I am film critic Rich Wagner. Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. And today we have returning guest, uh, a friend of mine, former co-host with me of the Hidden Gems podcast. And uh, we have Ryan Cam on to share his favorite Disney uh disney films and thank you so much ryan for coming on yeah thank and you it is such a pleasure to be on rachel it's uh well i'm seeing you in the video but will uh <laughs> the viewers or listeners will not but it's so good to see you again stanford it's a pleasure that uh, yeah i've been uh i've been looking forward to this yeah we're so glad that you got to how have you been uh what you've been up to uh keeping yourself busy oh uh, yeah plenty busy uh quite a bit uh uh, in life stuff, I celebrated a year at my current job, mm -hmm. which is the best year of my, I guess, my professional life, if you want to call it that. I have no complaints whatsoever. Uh, YouTube side of things, channel's doing great. I've got the Small Talk podcast going, the Smallville Rewatch podcast I do every Tuesday with Jacob Collins from the YouTube channel 3D Movie Cinema and Matt Wyatt from his channel. They're super fans. I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, so okay. I'm reacting to the show for the first time, and they have to shut up in order to not spoil it for me. <laughs> we're watching it three spoiler-free. <laughs> yeah. Because we're watching it three episodes at a time. Okay. So, oh, wow. Because there's 10 seasons of that yeah, show. It's and a in lot. In order to finish the show while all of us are still alive, we got to... <laughs> gotta move it but um, <laughs> oh. i don't i don't know when this airs but we are wrapping up season one the on uh, my reaction to the final episode of season one will be a live stream over on my channel so there will be that oh cool uh, uh i've got the road to saw x still going on that has been surprisingly successful i didn't see that one coming I got Scary Mania coming. I got my Christmas series in the works. I got a bit of a Scorsese celebration planned for November. It's crazy, but it's so much fun all at the same time. And I'm running my first half marathon in November. So yeah, wow. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of fingers and a lot of pies and all that. Yeah. You. That is so great. Yeah. Did you ever watch Smallville, uh, Stanford? You know, I watched some episodes. I didn't watch it faithfully. Mm -hmm. But every episode I watched, I liked, you know? Yeah, I same. It's a good show. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are 10 seasons. And that's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, that show ran for a while. Yeah. Uh, those quality. Did, does the writing, I mean, does it all still stay good through the 10 seasons? I guess we'll find out through, uh, through Ryan's journey here. But uh, Yeah, what have you thought of, of, the, of the first season? I have really enjoyed it. Like mm -hmm. I, I think there may have been one or two episodes that I straight up didn't like, but the rest mm -hmm. of them were good to great. And mm -hmm. it really, you know, the CW gets crapped on a lot. It's it, it was yeah. the WB back then. The CW mm -hmm. gets a lot of undue flack, especially for mm -hmm. Smallville. Like season one, just from what I've seen, Tom Welling is awesome as mm -hmm. a man who would be Superman. So is Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. Yeah. John Schneider as Jonathan Kent. And just like Allison Mack and uh, Kristen Kroik. And just, it's just, it's a really well acted show. And it's a surprisingly compelling show because we all know how the story ends. Yeah. Clark Kent becomes Superman. Lex Luthor becomes Lex Luthor. And the two eventually become you know enemies with the whole we're destined to do this forever sort of energy so we know how the story ends but every week i'm i also kind of i just don't know what's going to happen which is not something i anticipated but yeah again it kind of kind of raises my eyebrow with the whole thing of this of people saying like the cw is just nothing but crap and i'm like you sure about that? I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's got some bad shows on there. I haven't seen them, but mm -hmm. what I've seen from the WB as it was yeah. back then, late 2001, early 2002, I've enjoyed that more than most of the superhero mm -hmm. things this past year. And I don't yeah. know how hot of a take that's going to be, but <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking. I probably but say that too. I mean, and I haven't watched all of it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it has been a bit of a, 
a rough year for for superhero movies but with the exception of um spider-verse of course but yeah. um and team t i love that animation mm-hmm. is safe <laughs> they are but, they are carrying they're carrying the weight atlas yeah. style but speaking yes. of animation let's talk about disney this is very exciting so what is your kind of history with disney did you grow up going to the park i know you're pretty close right i uh, live in port orange florida mm-hmm. which is about an hour from disney world in orlando mm-hmm. So went quite a bit with my cousin and her family, my my dad's aunt, whenever they would visit from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so I would uh, it would I would be I would go quite a bit. Wasn't really connected to the movie so much per se as I was connected to Disney Channel, like the high oh, school okay. musical movies. Mm-hmm. I watched the first high school musical when it premiered in 2006 mm-hmm. because okay. I, I was a I was a theater kid in 2006, and that's just <laughs> what you did back yeah. then. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I was a I was a D I was a Disney Channel fan for like a few solid years, like Sweet Life, mm-hmm. Zach and Cody, and Phil of the Future, and Kim Possible. Just love those shows. Mm-hmm. And then, as my movie knowledge started to grow, I started to reevaluate some of the classics that I had never seen or I had just missed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't think my list is going to be like the ones you immediately go. Yeah, that's a that's a bona fide classic. This is very much mm-hmm. my list. Sure. So hey, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what this we is, like. This is yeah. not the list. This is my list. Yeah, sure. that's what we like. What do you what do you makes for a great Disney animated film? Oh, well. I. That's kind of tricky because Disney has been so good in the past with with telling these great stories and looking at my list, I seem to have done a good job covering all eras from mm-hmm. the very beginning up to just about the present. So I feel like I feel like they've kind of evolved as they've evolved with the times from where they started with Pinocchio, Snow White, Fantasia, all the way up to the middle period, the dark times, then the Renaissance, and then post-Renaissance and where we are now. So the fact that they have been able to tell great stories throughout 70, 80, 90 years is just, it's just impressive to me. Mm-hmm. There's there's never been a moment where it's like Disney was making forgettable movies. They were always there's always at least some discussion to be had, at least within the main animated canon, mm-hmm. as from what I've seen. Yeah. What would you say Stanford makes for a great Disney animated film? So uh, I think three things. One is artistic excellence, which mm-hmm. I think typically happens in most every one of their films, even when the story isn't very good. I think that the artistry is typically outstanding. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, a story that's got some real uh, emotion to it, whether that's adventure or fun or whimsy or little drama or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, typically some good music, whether there's is back, you know, background. I mean, just, you know, just a score or songs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think those often for me are like three real big, components of a of a quality of a quality disney mm-hmm. film yeah i i'd agree i think those are the the yeah the emotion the quality of the animation and usually the quality of the storytelling they have their misses like anybody else and uh and the um the the family uh yeah. storytelling yeah that's a good point something that you can enjoy with your entire family yeah yeah uh which i appreciate um was there anything ryan as you were making your list that you particularly i know you you kind of talked about every era and that it was just some of your favorites was there anything else that you used to kind of come up with your list i just um i went through the entire canon the the article you sent me was very mm-hmm. good. Thank you. Thank you for your help with that. Yeah. And I just, I actually had a couple of, um, 
I had a couple of ones that were like on the borderline. Like if I was making it to 15, they would definitely mm-hmm. be on there. But I made my list with the balance of how they're well regard how well they're regarded by most people and how much I love them. Mm-hmm. So it is a delicate balance, but I believe I I struck that. Very good. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to Family Movie Night, female film critics panels, or the Talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch-alongs and Q&As, where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for Family Movie Night or even become a guest on the podcast. Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Well, let's dive in. Let's hear your number 10. So my number 10 is the original Fantasia and I have actually, this is actually relatively fresh in the head because I watched this for the first time in a very long time a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. because I'm, for trivia, trivia league purposes, I'm slowly making my way through the Disney animated canon to refresh my memory on ones that I have seen but haven't seen for a while or just straight up haven't seen. Mm -hmm. I remember watching Fantasia maybe once and I can't remember what context it was. So rewatching it, I was itching to. And I'm so glad I did because really there's no real solid plot to the movie. It's really just three or four stories set to classical music. I can get why someone wouldn't get on board with it, but I got on board with it yeah. so much. The animation still is just tremendous to this day. The Night on Bald Mountain, wow. That is like goosebumps, like even to this day. Mm-hmm. And then following yes. that up, super dark stuff with the Ave Maria. It's a beautiful transition. And it just just covers like, it's just, it's so beautiful how you go from dark, heart of darkness to just the light of day mm-hmm. in just over the course of like 15, 20 minutes. It's just, it's really beautiful and mm-hmm. kind of makes me want to like, see more like fantasia type movies nowadays but i don't think those would really fly super well so i i love this movie for a lot of reasons but it kind of feels like it kind of feels like an enigma you can never truly make it again mm-hmm. and so it feels like not only just an enigma but also kind of a rarity if you will and i know they made a mm-hmm. sequel which i have not seen in a very long time i've heard mixed things but the original mm-hmm. fantasia that's the enigma Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool experience to sit down to something wholly unique and to, and to watch a concert, uh, like you're going to the symphony and I I would love, I, I, I feel like I've heard that they did Fantasia, uh, live here. Uh, well, I wish I would love to, to go and, and see that uh it with the utah symphony but i think uh it's just such a a unique cool experience to 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 go to a concert with this incredible animation and accompaniment i i agree i love fantasia i have it at five uh on my ranking and uh i think um the sorcerer's apprentice is really special too I love I love that uh, short and and getting to see Mickey and everything. Yeah, now I have the proper context of what Nick Cage and Jay Baruchel were trying to <laughs> do. <after> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about Fantasia, Stanford? Oh, I love it so much. You know my my top twenty ranking. They're all like almost yeah. tied. You know, we talked about. I have Fantasia at nineteen, but that is no you know slam to it because it's amazing i I think rachel and i we didn't we kind of discover we had somewhat similar experiences with fantasia like i saw it on a school field trip when i was in elementary school they my we were taking we were having like a music music appreciation appreciation section or something and we got to go see it in the theater and our 
I had a really great teacher who prepped us for it. You know, we listened to the pieces before and they taught and you know and, and she talked to us about what we were gonna gonna experience, whatnot. Plus, you know, we got to go we got to go to the movie theater. It was at this great movie palace, you know, the villa in Salt Lake City, which Sally is no longer, but but such happy memories there. And um it left an it made an impact. And and uh, every time I see it, uh, I'm with you, Ryan, I get goosebumps. Uh and I mean at multiple places, actually. I think it's because just because of the sheer beauty of it, of the music in a, and, and of the animation. I just love the whole thing. Yeah, uh, they did a, a re-release in 1990, and I'm sure that's when I saw it. So I would have been nine. And okay. I, I vividly yeah. remember going to the villa and seeing it and, and really enjoying it. Because as we talked about before, like as a kid, I really valued anything that I thought was grown up or adult, or I, I wanted to be seen as, uh, as mature. <laughs> and uh, so something like Fantasia would have been, uh, right up my alley. Um, uh, plus I always have loved animation, uh, my, my whole life. So yeah, it's, if you ever do get a chance, Ryan, to see it in a theater, it's, it's oh, really cool, cool. Do it. Yeah. But a uh, good, good first pick. So what do you have at number nine? So for my number nine, and uh, and actually one more note before we do move on, I love the um, I love the interludes of the conductor introducing all the pieces. Mm-hmm. That may not be for everyone, but I love it. It's kind of it kind of like how in the original Frankenstein, how you had had the dude in the tuxedo say "Good evening." This this movie <laughs> yes. this movie may shock you. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm basically gives you a warning like don't watch this movie and i'm like the original frankenstein is super tame by today's standards but back in 31 ooh, shocking (laughs) yeah yeah. it's true yeah but uh but my number nine this is another recent one but it's a movie that i have that i've grown appreciation because of not exactly for what it is but what some other guy tried to do with it Mm. alice in wonderland the og Again, this is another one kind of like Fantasia where the plot is not necessarily like super deep. It's basically about Alice falling into Wonderland and learning that some madness in small doses is good, but you can't have madness all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's relatively simple in that. What makes it into my top 10, the animation. It's so jaw-droppingly beautiful. I saw a letterboxed review of this movie saying... This was Walt Disney basically saying to all the editors, go to town, or the animators, go to town. And just, there's so many memorable bits about this. The Cheshire Cat, the Mad Hatter, the Tea Party, the White Rabbit, the the Queen of Hearts, who I unironically love. She is one of my favorite Disney villains of Mm -hmm. all time. Just her frequent wings and (laughs) sound. The voice. Off with her head. Exactly. So it's, and... It grows even more for me and my love because we got those two really bad Alice in Wonderland movies in the 2010s from from Tim Burton. And I don't hate Tim Burton, but those movies are just awful. And you cannot yeah. convince me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't enjoy them. So uh, I'm with you there. We're not. Uh, well, yeah, and, no need. <laughs> <laughs> why they, they felt a need to turn this simple nonsense story, as you said, into these like hero narratives where there's like war and battles and why we needed to know the backstory about the red queen's head like what (laughs) it all started it all started over what looked like a pop tart yeah i've seen blood feud started over less right yeah It it was bad uh, yeah, I I love the especially the Mary Blair really geometric uh, style to the animation in this, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I have it at twenty six. It's one of those ones I have had it higher in my ranking depending on I've ranked the canon a couple different times, and I've had it higher sometimes. It's one of those movies that I just have to be in the right mood for. Uh, and if I'm in the right mood for it, I really I mean I always appreciate it, but I really really enjoy it. Um, but uh but yeah it's it's I, I sometimes feel a little bit bad for um Walt Disney because 
anytime that he really tried to do anything artistically ambitious, it usually bombed. <laughs> but then when he would do something more conventional, like your Cinderella's and your Snow Whites and your things like that, which are really great, your Dumbo's, those all did did very, very well. <laughs> you know, it seems like Walt Disney had two sides to him. The root, we really need to make money side and the artistic side. Mm-hmm. He well, really needs to yeah. stretch out that one side more than the other for feasible reasons. Because Alice in Wonderland didn't really catch on until it uh, became a kind of a hippie thing uh, later on. In, uh, <laughs> and after it was uh, really Jefferson Starship. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was like played at college campuses and stuff like that, which is interesting. It's kind of like two thousand and one, where uh, where people saw it as like LSD, kind of, or mm-hmm. like they saw it when yeah. they were on LSD. <laughs> what do you think about this one, Stanford? You know, um, I have it ranked a bit lower, but I really appreciate what you're saying about it because I think I just don't know of a film that's just more visually arresting or interesting. You know, yeah. if you're talking about the shapes, Rachel, I think the colors. Mm-hmm. are wonderful yeah. they used to, you know and i i love the character designs and uh i think it's just delightful to look at i yeah the 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 story you're kind of lack thereof is, is what causes me to take take it down a bit but still it's it's tremendous you know uh and i love the El- alice in wonderland area that they have in Fantasyland at disneyland Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a big part of that is because they're really true to what the animated film looks like. Yeah, and it's just like you're going through a 3D version of it, and mm-hmm. you know, I love it. Yeah, uh, and they have a really fun ride at Disneyland that they don't have in Disney World for um Alice Alice in Wonderland. Which yeah, is they have a wonderful dark yeah. ride that's just mm-hmm. a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, what do you have next? So for my number eight kind of sticking in the og land but it's one of the only ones from like early disney that i have on here it's pinocchio like the original Mm -hmm. and this was another one where saw the terrible (laughs) zemeckis one i know so bad i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no it's painful we're all feeling the pain (laughs) out of out out of protest I went back and rewatched it. I'm like, yep, this oh, no. is far superior. It it didn't yeah. even take five minutes. Five no minutes. Question. It's like, funny. There's a, it's actually, it's kind of random, but there's this um, mortuary slash cemetery that's doing these like movies on the lawn thing around here. And they, they're, av- I know, I know, but they're advertising Pinocchio. And I don't know if it's the new one or the old <laughs> one. And I'm like, if it's the old one, I totally would go. Yeah. If it's the new one, absolutely. Not. A, like, and I messaged them and they haven't pass. responded. So I'm like, I don't know. No, <laughs> <laughs> show night show night of the living dead there, you cowards. I mean, it literally starts in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Or you'd think like Frankenweenie would be a good one. Oh, that's uh, a good one too. Yeah. yeah. Corpse bride. <laughs> that's a good one. But I'm like, that's a high, that is a a risky move there. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, the original Pinocchio, it's it's so dark, even by today's standards. I mean, what Pinocchio goes through, I mean, just whoa. It, it It's all through the context of essentially he wants to become a real boy. He basically becomes that real boy and makes all the mistakes that a real boy would make. He is gullible. He gets coerced easily. And there's no easy answers. There's not a, oh, well, he's out of that situation. It's not convenient. He has mm-hmm. to learn his lessons. And he more than learns his lessons yeah. by a lot. I mean, there's like a scene I can't remember. I'm sure you all can help me where he gets almost turned into a donkey and he's like gets sent to an island. I'm just sitting there like. Well, he's on the island. So he's at Pleasure Island. And uh, and yeah, that was another thing about this remake where they 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 have him drinking root beer you know and i'm like what's the difference between what these kids are doing than what any kid is doing at disneyland like what? And then the like whole... eating a lot of candy and root beer and like playing with things. and then the whole whale scene it just freaked me out like yeah, in the oh, yeah. oh seriously 
like yeah, like monstro. they're inside they're inside the da- the dang whale in the in the remake and i was like i just could not be bothered here it is yeah. like you the the whale just crashes through the water i'm like pinocchio get out of there, get out of there. <laughs> that, and then when so pinocchio true. is lying face down in the water ah devastating oh, <laughs> it's like the trauma yeah <laughs> but, but yeah it, it it's one i have to admit that the terrible versions version made me think even more highly on it and watching it again and and uh, i have it at 25 only because i didn't love it as a kid it was a little too scary for me but i it's one i have definitely grown to appreciate a lot more as an adult just how bold it was and the, the animation is absolutely stunning yeah 100 percent. Mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about this one sanford i have pinocchio 22 mm-hmm. for the same reason raised just childhood trauma you know uh <laughs> but i think i think it's one of the finest if not the finest at, at you know has the most the finest animation yeah of, of any disney film I, i'm i really am in awe of the artistry every yeah. time i watch it i I still, I really, I hope in the, you know, in the afterlife, if there's a talk to, you know, some of the nine old men or, or some of the people, animators who worked on that film, I wonder how they did it. How, yeah. how did they do those underwater scenes? Yeah, unbelievable. With, solely with, with hand-drawn work and with, with their, with the multi-plane camera. I don't know how they did it. And there were no there were no computers back then so it was yeah. all done by all hand done by hand amazing and it's 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 you know i know rachel we're careful about this word i really do think it's a masterpiece yeah um yeah. i agree and, and and even though it scared the crap of me excuse my french as a child <laughs> um, i it's still it's it's a remarkable film great I, great I, pick I, ryan I don't know if I have ever asked you this, Stanford, but what did you what did you think of the Del Toro one? Did I you see? I thought it was very good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was very well done, very interesting. I I thought mm-hmm. his story interpretation was interesting, mm-hmm. and I loved I loved the animation and and the artistry of it. Uh, I I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was very too. good. Yeah, me too. I thought that the 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 war section lasted a little too long. It was a little my long. Only, yeah, but not, I I I really did admire it greatly. Yeah, yeah. Not per not perfect film, but but excellent mm-hmm. and deserving of all the accolades. I think it got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What is your number seven, Ryan? So my number seven, we're jumping way up to the recent past, <laughs> or probably the the most recent one on my list so far. And I don't know how well this is going to fly over, but I am going with Moana as my number seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, we welcome I, it with open arms. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, I remember when this movie came out really vividly. I was working in my local movie theater at the time. It was October or November of 2016 when uh, when it dropped, and. When I was working there, I don't know if they still do it, but when the bigger releases would come out, like say Moana or something like big like that, MCU, something like that, the day it would be entered into, it would be downloaded into the servers of the theater would be Wednesday night, like after after we closed, because the first showings would be Thursday around 7, 7.15 mm-hmm. Eastern time at, in the evening. And so... For so starting that night with um with starting that one with Moana, uh, the theater manager was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna have a thing just for the employees. If you all want to watch Moana first, we'll get clean super early. We'll get in there by like ten thirty, and we can watch it in the RPX." And everyone was like, "Um, oh, yeah, so cool. sure, yes, and please." We, we all <laughs> saved we saved the popcorn that was left over from the day, and we all took it in and. And we all watched, like, we, we all were some of the first in the Port Orange area to probably see Moana, so we beat a lot of other people to it. So I do have a lot of positive memories regarding to that. However, it's still a really good movie with a really big heart. It's really funny at times. I 
I thought that the little chicken, I can't remember his name, it's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> voiced by Alan Tudyk. I thought it was like, this is going to be annoying. But no, I actually <laughs> did enjoy him. Yeah. I thought Moana, voiced by Ali'i Cravalho. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was fantastic. I mm-hmm. love The Rock from being a big wrestling fan, of course, but he... He does a more than admirable job here. And like his singing is not the best, but he more than more than holds his own. I the song that he does, the You're Welcome song, is just infectious. Yeah. I, it's I, like I, an earworm. You get that in your head. <laughs> I hum it to myself quite a bit. It's a really good song. Yeah. And um it's just a really good story with just it's the animation is just gorgeous. Like I can't remember the the fire demon's name but when she pops out out of the thing i'm just like whoa oh, yeah. that's gonna give kids some nightmare fuel right there. yeah <laughs> yeah Scary. it's crazy to think about it's easily i think the best the best of the mainline disney animated canon we've got in a very long time and not much has come close yeah i have it at 11 so i have it very high in my last ranking uh i really do love it and i and what a voice i mean the just the fact that they just found her through auditioning in, in uh, hawaii i think is uh, um, uh, such a find she had just beautiful singer uh yeah. and beautiful animation yeah yeah where do you have moana stanford so i have moana at 25 again it was so hard <laughs> to choose because i i i really love moana yeah. i just think it's it's a fantastic film just again for all the reasons you both so eloquently stated and also for me it it's kind of there's a tender spot in in it is the last movie that ron clements and john musker Mm. you know directed at disney and and uh those two are such you know i've got such respect for their work and they did such a wonderful job and it was you know it was fun to hear I saw some interviews and stuff back, you know, and you know, during 2016 when they were promoting the film and uh, so many animators wanted to work on it just for the chance to work with Ron and John, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that was so wonderful. I think that just, there was just something extra special about it uh, for that reason. And then again, not to mention just the beautiful artistry yeah. and the wonderful songs and what a, what a great, great film. Wow. Yeah. Hey, this is Jen Johans, host of the podcast Watch with Jen, which delivers a steady stream of great movie recommendations, thoughtful career deep dives, and first-rate conversations with film critics, authors, actors, journalists, filmmakers, and more. You can find Watch with Jen wherever you get your podcasts or hear us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmintuition. About six. So for my number six, and this is uh, going back to, I believe this was one of, if not the last ones ever released during Walt Disney's lifetime, is the original The Jungle Book. And this is uh, this is probably not one as beloved as for others, but for me, it's just a movie that I just, I smile every time I think about it. It's just, it's one of those movies that is like, it hits me right where I live because when I was younger, I did a performance of the Jungle Book. I was blue, and uh, oh, I, had really? to, I, had, <laughs> I had to watch it quite a bit in preparation for it. So maybe it's just I just know it inside out. But it's again, it's another story that's full of heart. It's got great songs. I mean, look, look for the bare necessities. It just that's song too, and then the King Louis song is yeah. just so oh, yeah. good. The animation is just so fast, but it's never like dizzyingly fast it's always focused yeah. on one thing and then the characters are so memorable you got bolu you got bagheera you got Mowgli, you got Shere khan who just mm-hmm. still gives me the creeps to this day you got um you got king louis you got who's the snake ka the snake ka. yeah yeah <laughs> who, who played a part in my fear of snakes not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the hypnotizing power the, yeah. the hypnotizing things giant you know python or whatever and yeah. uh, and how kind of silly the character is because of like his sinuses i'm just mm-hmm. like wait a, i'm like you give a massive cobra who also like needs to take a claritin every once in a while <laughs> 
Well, Jungle Book was my dad's favorite, is my dad's favorite. And so it's one we watched a lot. So I definitely have a, a lot of nostalgia for it. And I, I, it's kind of a funny memory, but um, I went on a trip to Europe when I was in high school with my dad and my sister. And at this cafe in France, they had this live band there and they sang, I want to be like you from a jungle book and they had cds that you could buy from the band with the song on it and we bought it and then for years and years and years <laughs> that was almost more of what i heard of that song was this french band singing was it, it sung in french then, or did they sing it in english right uh in french yeah ah, i love yeah. it yeah i've got to hear this now yeah i, I, know, I wonder right? if my dad still has it somewhere you gotta um, let us know, right? Yeah, that would be fun. But uh, but it's it's I have it at 27. The first time I did a ranking, it was actually a lot higher. Um, I don't know, I think maybe it's one of those ones I have to be in the mood for, but I do really love it. It's super fun. Yeah. I have it at number two. It's just one of my all-time, all-time favorites. It's yeah. a favorite of the kid, and I love it just as much or even more as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also um I also love the moment where the 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 buzzards are saying that's what friends are for and then mm-hmm. Shere Khan cuts him off and all he has to do is say boo and all of the birds fly away. <laughs> <laughs> <Take that picture. laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your number 5? So for my number 5 going back to the recent timeline, I'm going with Tangled. And this is the other this is one of the other recent ones where I'm like Disney has like they have not come close to this and this is a movie that is really fun really funny beautiful animation but it also can get pretty dark like like I I want to say it's uh it's Rapunzel's godmother right correct me if I'm wrong like the like the woman's name I can't I can't you remember mean her. The, Mother Mother Gothel? Gothel? Mother Gothel, yeah. She yeah. is so creepy. Yeah, she really just, is. She is a good villain. Oof. To use motherhood to manipulate and control is was really brilliant. But uh, Rapunzel has such a like a positive energy about her yeah. that is just so infectious. Like the opening song where it's like, in the same place I've always been. Like that song. And mm-hmm. just like the amount of stuff she does all day. Like, yeah. And it always... It always ends with baking, like always in the middle of it. And then yeah, like, yeah. and the whole brush and brush and brush and brush and brush my hair. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that whole song is great. And then you get the, I have a dream song. And, and then Flynn, Flynn Ryder voiced by Zachary Levi. Like he, like he initially dismisses it, but then they're all like, you have a dream, right? And they all like point the swords at him. And he's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. And the, the verses, the verses ended by surrounded by gigantic piles of money. <laughs> I don't like your dream. Yeah, <laughs> your dream sucks. Yeah, it contains one of my favorite songs from a Disney movie. It's uh, "I've Seen the Light" or mm-hmm. "I Saw the Light." Yeah, it's so good. Such a gorgeous song. I go out yeah. of my way to listen to it once in a while because mm-hmm. it's just spectacular. It, it really is. And that combined with the lamps going into the air and they're out on the boat on the water, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. That's the most magical like, thing. I feel like the movie kind of got buried because Frozen came out a few years mm-hmm. after this. And no disrespect to Frozen. Frozen is very good. I'm not going to be that guy like, Frozen suck. <laughs> no. Frozen is actually quite good. And Frozen 2 is just as good in my opinion. So I'm not trying to bury Frozen, but I just prefer uh-huh. Tangled a whole lot more. It resonated with me a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think even more than Frozen, I think it just sort of people were were out of love with Disney. I was out of love with Disney. I hadn't even. You? No. Yes. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Because I was very disappointed by Princess and the Frog at the time. And, uh, and so I was, and, and then the, the trailers were not great for Tangled. They made it look like a Shrek wannabe. Yeah, and and so I was understand. like, I don't know. But then I took my sister and uh, we went and I was blown away. I absolutely loved it. I have it at number three. It's one of my favorites. 
I love it. I, I think it's it's Disney's first real romantic comedy. The banter that you get between Flynn and Rapunzel is just something that, with the exception of maybe Aladdin, is just something that you don't really get in most of the Disney rom-coms, Disney romances. So I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love the whole section where the, she's just dancing in the square. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. You don't have that many scenes in Disney animation that are just pure dance. And I love that. I love that. Uh, and you have a high too, right, Stanford? Oh, yeah. I love it. I have it number 10. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. it's, it's fantastic for all the reasons you've stated. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I and I think too, and you know, I'm a broken record on this one, but I I just feel like it's the first time that Disney really was able to make a Disney film using CGI. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, agree. it just it just felt like a Disney film through and through. Yeah. And they used the technology in such beautiful ways that um I see the light section just like right you were talking about i mean come on that is so lovely i just remember every time i see it i just know kind of my jaw drops you know just because of the sheer beauty of both the music but also just that animation is just unbelievably stunning yeah one more note one more note before we move on mother gothel's death in this movie she just like melts away thanos style (sighs) You like just like get her like skeleton. I'm just like, oh yeah, no. she's just like that instant aging or whatever happens to her. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah, all right. What's your number four? All right, so here we go. It's Brother Bear. Now, please don't kill me at once. <laughs> this this movie holds a lot of. This is a this is kind of a two-parter. This is my Phil Collins love duology because mm-hmm. Phil Collins had a heavy hand in both of the both of the scores for these for these movies. I saw this with my dad. Like he took me to see this and it was right place, right time and I was the right age. So it it holds a lot of weight for me. I yeah. think it's a beautiful story. It's the animation is of course gorgeous. The uh, the uh, the I'm on my way song that Phil Collins does, I think, is just it's so good. And just the montage of Kenai and Coda getting closer as the song goes on and how it picks up and they get onto the animal train at, at the very end. And it ends with Coda saying, yes, I'm on my way as like the big crescendo of it. It's so good. And. I wouldn't have pegged Joaquin Phoenix as a voice actor, but he actually does quite the, quite a good job. I will admit this movie does have flaws. The moose do not do don't do anything for me. <laughs> like when I'm just yeah. sitting there, I'm like, well, this is clearly the comedic relief of this, and it's not a relief at all. <laughs> so I will give credit where I will say that the movie is flawed, but I have it high because it was just is part of my childhood and i have a lot of positive memories attached Mm -hmm. to it i love that and i think that is one special thing about disney animation is that i think almost every single disney film has somebody who has that experience with it and uh and it was their first one and it was what they uh so they have that nostalgia this one's definitely not a favorite of mine but i appreciate that i know i (laughs) I have the 57 sorry I just code is not for me, but um, I, I, I appreciate that it's on your list. I like unique lists. Uh, where do you have it? Uh, do you have it the same as me? I have it at 57 too. 57. Uh, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> but I have such respect for you, Ryan. I, and I appreciate your, you know, yeah. just how well you're articulated. Cause I agree. I think we all have these films that are from our childhood that are really important to us. And uh, again, I are again, I think Brother Bear has stunning animation. I just, it's the yeah. story that falls apart for me. And I love Phil Collins. I, I, I'm a real sucker for Tarzan because yeah. of, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's a great film. And it, partly because of the Phil Collins score, I think yeah. is so strong. Yeah. Uh, and I, so anyway, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, uh, yeah. 
So speaking of that, why don't you give your number three? So like I said, I kind of spoiled it with my Phil Collins love duology comment, but it is Tarzan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Thank> okay. <laughs> this is another one. This is another one. I was a part of a musical theater thing of. I was not in the musical long, but I was a part of the cast for it. And afterwards, like after the show was over, we had a cast party of the at the guy who played Tarzan's house. His family invited all of us. It was a pool party. It was so great. And we ended up watching Tarzan, which, to be completely honest, I had never seen before being cast in a Tarzan musical. I know I'm I'm weird <laughs> like that, yeah, but I had, never, I had never um, I had never seen a cover to cover until that point. And I was blown away. It, it, like it's one of those movies that it was at the very tail end of the Renaissance. It was ninety nine, so yeah. like mm -hmm. a couple of years after this, the wheels would fall off. <laughs> However, yeah. like this was still Disney just clicking on all cylinders. Like Phil Collins and the score, of course. It, the uh, Tarzan, you got Jane, you got um, I cannot remember the villain's name right now. Clayton, Clayton. or yeah, Clayton. Clayton, Clayton. Thank That's you. Right. And, he was just menacing in his death. Talk about Mother Gothel's death. I mean, I'm yeah, like, he's got like a guest on death, you know, that's like falling under the feet. Like, I'm, I'm 15 years old. I'm watching this and all I see is the silhouette. And I'm like, this is meant for kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's it's a beautiful story, I think. I have the Tarzan VHS hidden somewhere in this. Oh, show. nice. This shelf has gotten out of control since, uh, <laughs> since we last saw each other, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> things, have, things have been kind of hidden. I've got an Amadeus VHS hidden in there somewhere. Oh, I got Andy. I I'm so, gonna but, yeah. get to see uh, a, a a theater here in um uh in Utah in Lehigh is doing Amadeus this wow. month, and I cannot wait. I've never seen the the play, so anyway. Random but, uh, but topic. <laughs> to um put the period at the end of the sentence for my part of Tarzan, it just beautiful story, beautiful animation, really again, tail end of the Renaissance. So I think that has it going against it. But it just I think I can personify it by this video I saw on Instagram, this reel, where the caption is all right, Phil Collins, this is the music for Tarzan. It doesn't have to be that serious. And then it says <laughs> Phil Collins, and it's the video with um, the I want to know song and the guy playing the piano and the piano's on fire. So that's how good the music yeah. is. Yeah. I have yeah. this at 17. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I love the deep canvas and the surfing through the trees. I think it's so beautiful. And I really like the the dynamic between Tarzan and Jane. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Their their banter, kind of their back and forth, and uh, strange the different worlds, two worlds, uh, that whole, whole montage I really love, um, and uh, yeah, so I I I think it's great, it's a great one. Um, where do you have that, Stanford? I have it at twenty. I love it. Yeah. Because uh, again, you know, the first twenty are kind of like all intertwined. Um, this mm -hmm. one, but yeah, it's I just think it's just. Supreme Entertainment, just so expertly done. I I love I love it when Disney tackles like a genre, and mm -hmm. I, I just feel like Tarzan movies are kind of like a genre, you know, in their own. Like, right. always, seems like every couple of years there's another Tarzan movie, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I just thought Disney nailed their version of Tarzan. Yeah. They they made it so unique. I think with with the Phil Collins songs and Phil singing, uh, and the animation is. You know, total knockout with the deep canvas and all that. Great voice cast, great script. Anyway, love, yeah. I love. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. 
There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com stores slash hallmarkies. What do you have number two? So for my number two, and again, this is another nostalgia choice, and this will... <laughs> This will uh, spark debate, I'm sure, but it's Treasure Planet. And mm-hmm. I, and like I said, I was on for the Treasure Planet episode of this show. Rachel knows my love of Treasure Planet, like the back of her hand. So I don't think there's much <laughs> that I really can say. It's one yeah. of the first Disney movies I ever saw. The Treasure Planet VHS is hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I have the DVD and the Blu-ray too. I'm not obsessed, I promise. But uh, <laughs> just like I said, I was the right age. It was the right time. Yeah. The, this mix of the CGI and the regular animation, for the most part, holds up. I will admit, some of it has not aged the best. But the space scenes, I think, are great. I want to go to Montressor Spaceport one day just to oh see my how goodness. rich. Just to see how rich that is, and yeah. It's very, it's very much a space play on the Treasure Island story with Long John Silver and uh, and Jim Hawkins. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I understand what the reference they're going for is, but the this movie has a heart as big as all outdoors. You got you, you got the grizzled pirate who's going in for one thing, but he didn't count on having his heart being taken over by a kindred spirit, if you will, in the form of Jim Hawkins. And Jim Hawkins is someone who needed direction and didn't expect it from the Grizzled Pirates. So in a way, they both kind of needed each other. They just didn't know it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that part of the story I thought was just excellent. Like I said, some of the animation doesn't really work, I will admit. Some of the comedy also doesn't super work all the time. Like Martin Short, I can take or leave as as the robot Ben, thank you. Like, like it's he's very much a plot voice because his his memory is gone, and then Jim's like conveniently found his mind and then reattaches it, and he's like, I can't believe I forget about this booby trap. And then sure <laughs> enough, the booby trap happens. So yeah. that was very much a convenience. But this is just a movie that holds a very special place in my heart, like Brother Bear. Yeah. Well, and it's another uh I, you know, it was one that Clements and Musker wanted to make for so long. They fought for this, this space treasure planet. They, and they got it. They did it. <laughs> and I think the, the animation is, is really beautiful. And there are some really nice moments in it. I do have it. I have it at 44. It's not super high, but um, there are things I admire about it. It's especially during that Renaissance time, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it was, it it had just come to an end by that point. I mean, post-Renaissance time. That's what I meant to say. Post-Renaissance time is a bit of a... There's not much uh, to hang your hat on during those years. Uh, but um, but yeah, uh, what do you think about Treasure Planet, Stanford? So I have it at 40, but, you know, again, it's one of those where I think artistically it's a knockout. Yeah. You know, I, I think these sailing ships in space... It's so weird, and I love it so much. <laughs> and I love, you know, the spaceport, as Ryan was talking about. Uh, I can't say I love all the character designs, mm-hmm. but uh, wow, I just think that there's 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 a lot there's a lot to like. I I, I find the story. I think the story, you know, again, it, it's lower for me because of the story, but uh, they're really true to treasure island in so many ways which i think is interesting you know not to i i watched an like a 1938 or something version of treasure island that was on turner classic movies last month Mm -hmm. and but i think i had seen it before been a long time but anyway it's like wow ron and john were really true to this story (laughs) (laughs) you know but yeah a lot of i mean my favorite is still the muppets Oh, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that with Tim Curry. That one is that. very good. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is one of those movies being Treasure Planet that this is one of those movies that really made me fall in love with animation because as a kid, yeah, yeah. I just could not fathom with just how 
beautiful it it looks just like in the wide shots but then you get the character designs which i know stanford you said you're not a humongous fan of some of them but i think that's they were i think a lot of them were really cool like captain arrow is just a a rock monster yeah that is a rock mm-hmm. yeah and, and and you got um and you got mr scroop who still freaks me out and i'm a 26 year old man <laughs> i still yeah. look at a picture of mr scroop and i just have to be like creepy yeah, with like the 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 hands that are like lobster claws or something. Yeah, yeah. And Mister Mister Arrow's death freaks me out to yeah, this day. That's really he falls into the void, tragic. Like, yeah, black hole. I'm just in there like Scroop just <laughs> cut this man's line, and Mister Arrow's still falling probably to this day. Yeah, he's still falling. Yeah, falling forever. <laughs> I'm with that's you. True. That's true. And you could just tell that these are pirates and that they don't even trust each other with the whole yeah with with silver being like I basically like they're close knit in the sense that they want the treasure but once they get the treasure that's it it's like dunzo on the union mm-hmm. you yeah. know animator Glenn Keane worked on uh Long John Silver you know and I think if I'm not mistaken with some of the interviews I saw mm-hmm. or read that he was so interested in that it was such a hybrid character, you know, of both hand-drawn and uh, CGI. And I thought it was very effective yeah. with, with, with that character. And I also really liked the, like the animation of Jim Hawkins. I thought he was a very sympathetic person. One of my favorite scenes is that montage of, uh, of Jim gr- growing up or kind of reflecting on his past with that, uh, yeah, is it jo- Johnny Resnick uh, or yeah, with the you know, uh, John, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls Re- guy, John Resnick. Yeah. Uh, I just wish we got you, more songs, it wasn't just the one, you know, it was the only one, really, wasn't it? Yeah, well, there was another song at the end called uh, Always Know Where You Are by oh, uh, yeah, by Lee. Was that also BB Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that song is a banger too. Like I, I listen to both of those songs on the regular. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's hear it. Well, you're number one. Yes, number one. Drum roll. <laughs> All right. So my number one might be ever so slightly basic because of its reputation, but I have had nothing but love and respect for it ever since I first saw it, and nothing that has happened has really changed all that much. The OG Lion King. And again, super basic take. It's my favorite mainline Disney canon movie, but I don't care. I'm still, it's my number one. It's such, it's a work of art. That's the best I can describe it. It just, because I, I didn't see it in theaters. It came out in 94. I was born in 97. So it was a just ever so slightly before my time. Mm-hmm. But I saw it on the 3D re-release. I believe it was in 2010 or 20. No, no, no. It was um, it was celebrating an anniversary, and they re-released it in 3D. I believe it was 2012. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in 3D, whatever year it was, Ryan. Yeah. And so my dad and I went to see it because I had never seen it. And from the very moment the that circle of life began with the sunrise, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I love it. And just from that moment, I was hooked. It's such a good story. It's such a deep dark but also mature story as well it could have so gone into like melodrama but they didn't do that it's told in a it's a dark story but it's told in a very mature way and it just like i said animation is beautiful hans zimmer over delivered with the score so many memorable songs timon and pumba you see the rise of the rise of simba from like top of the world to losing everything and having to climb his way back literally in certain cases. No. And you just see like the whole scene where he meets Rafiki and then he sees, then he sees um, Mufasa in the clouds and Mufasa's like, remember who you are. That's I'm my like, favorite part. Oh, I love he promised you'd so always be there. But you're it not. gets me. It gets me every you... time. And then Jeremy Irons is Scar, one of my favorite villain performances ever. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't made a solid list, but I know Scar is up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, undoubtedly, just his whole thing of "Long live the king." Ah, oh, that's so chilling. All, <laughs> and like when you see 
Psychopath. Little baby Simba see the the herd of wildebeests and his eyes just go this big. <sighs> it yeah. like it almost makes me cry, like legit. So yeah, this is just like again, Lion King saying saying Lion King is excellent is like saying water is wet. So I get that. <laughs> but I mean it, it's yeah. it, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, I think it's totally over. No, just kidding. I have it at eight. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I, I, uh, I love the journey that Simba goes on and the, uh, the, that he forgives himself. He forgives his father for abandoning him. He, uh, and you know, he becomes the King by the end. And uh, I know some people say, oh, it's just Hamlet. Uh, but I feel like it it moves me more than Hamlet. <laughs> when I watch Hamlet, I'm not as touched, not as moved. Um, and uh, I I mean, I have to really nitpick. I don't love the intro to uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? The whole, I, don't, I can see what's happening, but they don't have a clue. I don't love that. But pretty much everything else I love and uh, I think it's it's funny it's scary it's sweet it's got a great villain it's got a great story great characters and I also just kind of love the backstory of it that it was kind of the the bad news bears of Disney animation at the time the Florida people you know they had all they had the Alan Menkins and the, the you know the the real talented people uh I mean everybody was talented but the top top tier people uh working on pocahontas and then for it to be the one that was one of the most successful films ever made is kind of, just kind of cool too adds a layer <laughs> i was i was gonna say for the record i prefer the elton john can you feel the love yeah. tonight like that that song is beautiful like like El, like i like yeah. elton john generally but his version of can you feel the love tonight gets me right in the heart yeah I wish I agree do something more. He hasn't done a show for a long time. I would love to hear. I mean, I guess he's he's old. He probably just wants to retire. But I would love to hear something new. <laughs> yeah. But uh, great pick. Great pick. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you did it. You came and you shared your ranking, which is so much fun. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank and you. Yeah, we had a blast. It was fun to catch up. And uh, let us know if you're listening, what you think of Ryan's top 10. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Ryan, where can people find you and all that content you were telling us about? So they can find me on Facebook. Um, X, is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> I'm calling it I, Twitter. It's, it's like up. the old like Prince when it was the artist formerly known as Prince. I, I yeah. just, it's, it's the site formerly known as Twitter. It's Twitter. <laughs> I refuse to call it X. But uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at RyanCam20. And there's, of course, my YouTube channel. You can look it up by that handle as well. Small Talk Podcast, the Smallville Rewatch Podcast drops every Tuesday on the channel. Uh, the Road to Saw 10 will be continuing up to September 29th, which Saw 10, that drops. That's going to be one Saw review per Friday. Uh, Saw 6 should be up whenever this is up, so then it would be Saw the Final Chapter. Okay. So I believe in that in that ballpark, but uh, that'll be on the channel as well. I've been kind of toning down recent releases just because... I have so much to prepare for for the remainder of the year. Yeah. So, uh, plus, I don't think at this point anything's going to top Oppenheimer for my favorite movie of the year. So, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll see some stuff, but I mean, when Dune Part Two got canceled, I was like, "What's even the point anymore?" Uh, yeah. But uh, but recent reviews have been toned down ever so slightly, but there's still a ton of content coming to the channel. So, if you have not checked me out, please do. And Sanford, where can people find you? Uh well, you know, I'm really trying to quit Twitter, but I'm still I still hang out occasionally. Um I'm also on threads and both of them are at Stanford Clark. Uh and I have a movie podcast and website that's moviespastandpresent.com. And you can find us at Disney Talking on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. 
And uh, if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. That helps a lot as well. And uh, we really appreciate it. And you can find a hashtag animation junkie shirts at the merch store. So take a look at that and we'd be grateful. And then we also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun. And uh, thanks again, Ryan. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.